Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one incredibly quotable and sad, sad line at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have Norman's sister, Jessie Mitchell. Hello. Because I haven't cried enough this week. (sighs) Well, you know, here to help. (laughs) Thanks. We'll We'll get it all out. It's like group therapy. It'll and then, be fine. You know, and then it'll be a little sad again next week. Be at peace, son of a <laughs> Be at peace. So today we're going to be talking about Minute 194. Oh, even our cat's sad. Today we're going to be talking about Minute 194, which starts with Aragorn placing Boromir's sword in Boromir's uh, reaching hand uh, and ends with Gimli and Legolas sadly watching Boromir's last moments oh. on Middle Earth. Yeah. They they're they're watching Aragorn kiss Boromir's forehead and resign himself to what has happened. Mm-hmm. Legolas and Gimli be creeping. They creep in. <laughs> Legolas but is totally is... creepy. He walks yeah. up first and it's almost like he's like lifting himself up like, oh hey, what's that? <laughs> it's weird. He's totally creeping. Death? I smell death. <laughs> yeah. What is this? It, death? It makes me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> well, because the thing is, and he made this same sort of expression outside of Moria, of being just like, I don't know what death is. He is a... What is, well, what is death? I, I don't understand. from the ask from the perspective of an immortal mortal being he might be like "Ooh, human death what's that like <laughs> i didn't but see gandalf die it's still uncomfortable at least well, when gimli walks up he like bows his head and right is like oh yep meanwhile like legless is rubbernecking like it was a car crash oh. right i just think it's it's interesting that this comes up um because uh, for our our weekend edition, uh, we talked about the Silmarillion again this month, and in the chapter that we we talked about, uh, it talks about the difference between men and elves, and yeah, it describes their different gifts. Yeah, that men have. I mean, elves are immortal basically, and they are tied to the earth. But men have not only the gift of free agency and free will but they also have the gift of like death and like being able to move around and not be tied to the environment yeah so 
I think it's interesting that they choose to kind of illustrate that with Legolas experiencing the world. Yeah. I guess. Because he's hundreds of years old, if right. not thousands at this point. Right. I don't know how old Legolas is off the top of my head. I, I don't remember off the top of my head either. Uh, and we've seen Gandalf, quote unquote, die, at least like plunge to his assumed death. Right. But we don't see it. So I think like, it's, I, I guess it's kind of like the first time you go to a funeral. Yeah. And like, you know, if the if the viewing is like, you know, the first time you see a dead body, it's very but, Or the first time you just experience the loss of someone close to you or something close to you, yeah. like the first time in your life, which like I, I suspend my disbelief for these moments because I think that they are powerful and illustrate things about Tolkien's universe that are important. But at the same time, just by virtue of elves keeping like all manner of beasts and also going to war, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that Legolas has never seen someone that he knows die before. I don't know if there has been war in Legolas's lifetime. I well, I mean, there definitely was after he was born, because his mom died after he was born. It might not be so much a matter as of death as so much like a death of someone he actually knows. Yeah. 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 So it's just the the way that Orlando Bloom plays it. It's like the first time. Yeah. And I, I just remember, it's very I, um quizzical. Yeah, especially with Gandalf. With Gandalf, it's more confused. Yeah. And really like grasping and wondering. And with Boromir, it's much more interested. I just think it's a, a very um, interesting choice. Uh, interesting is a word. Yeah, from like an acting perspective. Yeah. I mean, because it is trying to communicate this really big idea from the Silmarillion. With like one... With a look. Look, yeah. And with like... And combined with the the Gandalf the the post Gandalf moments outside Moria, mm -hmm. so it it is an interesting choice and in some ways it's done pretty well and it really comes across as like really affecting to the character in a way and I like that but this moment probably could have done better with a slightly less lingering view of Legolas's interest. Yeah, they keep coming back to it they come back to it at least twice and he's still because it it distracts a little bit from the moment that aragorn and boromir just shared yeah gimli's moment is great it's subtle it's small and it's in nice juxtaposition to the way he reacted to seeing the dead bodies for the first time in moria like those were his people he was hoping to see them there and he has like a meltdown mm -hmm. and here it's this is a comrade in arms it's very much like a, a proper soldier's like we lost another good one moment yeah he like nods his head and he looks away mm -hmm. he's not he doesn't stare so like gimli's gimli's little moment here is a lot more like subtle and reserved which also kind of makes the legolas thing play bigger 
which is part of what makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, something like that, I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. I think it's the contrast between the two, which I understand what they're going for because you have Gimli who understands like the limits of a mortal life and Legolas who's just like, I'm an elf prince. Do, do, do. Like, right. <laughs> you know? And I, I think that it is supposed to kind of make us feel uncomfortable. And I mean, we should be somewhat uncomfortable because a central character just died in a very normally, tragic way on screen. Normally, I think I don't notice this because I am sobbing. Right. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're watching really the movie. I didn't to... notice how bad he was rubbernecking until <laughs> I like really watched this minute. And I was like, oh, God. That's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I think like out of context, like watching just the 60 second snippet yeah. of it. It really throws it in stark it's, relief. It's magnified. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, Rippy. it's magnified to kind of negative effect. Whereas this, this character moment that this really, these quiet moments between Aragorn and Boromir are thrown like really positively into light when we really break it down and watch it slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Boromir's last lines. Oh my god. Like, they are delivered so well. And Sean Bean dies very gracefully. He's had a lot of practice. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's hysterical. Um. Oh my gosh. No, he... he... He definitely dies very convincingly. Yeah. Um, and like poetically. Uh, and he, he has to because Boromir's story is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like He does have to die very poetically. And this, these were not originally his last lines in the script, apparently. I don't know what they were. I, I really am, am curious now. I, mean, I want to find out because these, the scene was different before. It was like more expositional. Right. And they came up with these lines, and then some people weren't sure if these should be his last lines. And there was a little bit of back and forth, I guess. But Peter really liked them, and uh, um, Philippa really liked them, and Sean Bean really liked them. Mm. So they got them to stay, to, like, stick as Boromir's last line. And it's so, it's so memorable. It's so quotable. Mm -hmm. And it is. It, it's like poetry. Yeah. I would have followed you to the end. My brother, my captain, oh, God. my king. Like, well, it's because I... last minute we get that declarative moment from Aragorn of him finally being like our people. Mm-hmm. And this minute with Boromir, and it's been building for a while. Like we see the build with Boromir yeah. in some ways a little more so than we do with Aragorn because Aragorn's story arc needs to be a bit more of a slow burn because right. it's across three movies. So with Boromir, like we've been seeing it building to this moment for a while. Because if he didn't feel at least this way in part, there wouldn't have been the call-out argument on the riverbank. Mm-hmm. So when he finally says it, despite it being very tragic and this moment being very tragic, there's a bit of triumph in his words for me. Well, yeah, because, I mean, when he shows up at the council and Legolas is like, Dude, this is the king of Gondor. Like, show some freaking respect. Boromir is immediately hostile. It, yeah. and Gondor needs no king. Yeah, exactly. Gondor needs no king. Yeah. And now for his last words to be my king. Yeah. That is very, like, it's it's a very satisfying character arc 
even if it is very, very sad. Yeah. Because, I mean, Gondor Needs No King is like the fifth line Boromir utters in this movie. Mm. He doesn't say a whole lot before he says Gondor Needs No King. Well, there's that scene in the, the Elrond's museum. Oh, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Before he really knows. Yeah, before he knows who Aragorn is. He's yeah. just like, who's this broody guy lecturing me in a museum? But, yeah, no, to, like, to go from, you know, these two rivals... These two, these two characters who are immediately at odds with each other and watching their relationship develop and to have Boromir on his deathbed refer to his previous rival as his brother, yeah. his, his captain, and his king. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Like, and it's right, more because... of Aragorn be, being assaulted with what his real duties are. <laughs> right. And I really... I want to talk about guilt trip you to the end, right? <laughs> Literally, I, and I really want to like talk about this phrase because yeah. I think there's there's a lot going on here because he calls him he he calls him brother, which is I love you, mm-hmm. and Captain, I respect, I respect you. you, and I follow and you. King, I fall I I, I pledge you. Yeah. to you, I serve you, I love you, I respect you, I serve you. That's really what he's saying. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Like, and uh, yeah, brother Captain King is like much more poetic. But what he's really saying is like, it's his like it's a knightly oath on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. And when when I think about it that way, it just makes all of this that leads up to this moment for me feel so much more triumphant, despite being tragic. It it feels like a victory. Because in this moment, especially with the kiss to the forehead and like the the be a peace on a Gondor thing, it's it's Boromir pledging fealty to Aragorn and Aragorn like wholeheartedly accepting it. Mm -hmm. And it's a very powerful moment because it's Boromir in the end was tested by the ring, fell and redeemed himself. He proved that he could still do what's right yeah he proved his his worthiness yeah like worthy enough to serve his king yeah and framing it that way for me just one it does make it a little sadder but also just a little <laughs> makes it like stronger because it, it's deeper there's two there's two layers here it's not just boromir fighting for himself it's fighting to to prove that he is worthy of being a son of Gondor. Mm-hmm. True, and that's why Aragorn's all like, "It's cool, like you did it, like you didn't fail." Yeah, it's it's completely like, perfect. You like you did what anyone would do if if they were you, like if yeah. they were in your shoes. Like, man, Boromir, and now we're uh, we're not really gonna see Sean Bean again oh for God. a while. This is like, I'm really glad that this moment is contained in a minute because. Yeah. Oh God! I mean, if his last line was like spread out of over yeah. another minute. I know if it was if it was broken up, it would just hurt so much more. I mean, we would have talked about it anyway, but. Yeah. Because you just have to. I. Oh man, that that the one line. There's just so much going on with yeah. it, and it's it's beautiful. It is. I also like, like with writing and a lot of, especially like comedy, but like 
like the rule of three to yeah. really underscore your point. So it's I it's interesting that he also starts with like my brother. Yeah. Instead of ask like my captain, my but it well, becomes flows. it becomes more impersonal as he trails mm. because it's because him saying my brother is that's Boromir the man yeah and then my captain is Boromir the, the soldier, soldier and my king is Boromir the, the servant yeah. yeah but he <sighs> does this like elegant little pause too like my brother my captain my king like you are right. my king it's yeah this and perfectly which... delivered line right because the pauses also are like a double meaning because it's yeah. him struggling to vocalize this thing that's been bubbling in him for a while and it's also him struggling to speak because through his dying. loss of breath yeah. like there there's so much to this performance mm -hmm. and not just from from sean bean but sean bean really kind of steals this moment mm -hmm. but as he but said, Vigo, it's his death scene yeah but Vigo's also like really convincing here Oh, absolutely. In his, and I think that Vigo is a little bit better in his body language than his like language in a lot of ways, his facial expressions, mm -hmm. his movements, especially here, because while the delivery is good, it's what he is doing throughout this minute that really hammers home what's going on. Because Boromir is a dying warrior. He gives Boromir his weapon. Mm -hmm. He, he, he pats at Boromir's chest. He is touching Boromir through this whole scene. He's staying very close to him. And He's cradling his, his face. Yeah. And he kisses him. Mm -hmm. He gives him the he kisses him on the forehead. And it's what Aragorn does that for me makes this moment powerful, not necessarily what he says. Yeah. The um the little hand gesture that he does, uh before he kisses Boromir's forehead is also kind of interesting too. And I wonder if that, because we've seen him do these little like hand gestures. Yeah. When speaking to um, like Elrond or Goliath. Yeah. Or, like, he, like, like he raises his hand almost to his mouth and then like, yeah. Gestures it forward with like his hand slightly curled mm -hmm. and that whole deal. Yeah. I wonder if that's like, um, if that's a respect motion from elves. Or like yeah. if it's an elven thing. So I think... Like a bow, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it almost looks... Because he starts at his forehead, so it almost looks like he's crossing himself. But he stops at yeah, the chest. Yeah, he stops in the middle. Yeah. Um, he stops at the sun. <laughs> you know, the, um, the Evan Star... It's just in case Boromir goes either way. <laughs> the Evan Star is also, like, really visible through most of this shot when we're looking at them from a slight distance. Mm. Uh, which is, you know... A choice it wasn't it's not a mistake it's right so and i think that that's interesting too like not the the far shot but like when we're a little closer when you can see the tree root and everything and it's they're taking up the whole frame you can see the evan star hanging between them and that's a reminder for us i think of his elven heritage yeah yeah i don't i've never really i guess i've never noticed the little because it's it's kind of hard to see it's very yeah. subtle it's, it's hard to see when we're looking at aragorn yeah and there there is a brief scene much closer to them but as it like from the side mm -hmm. where you can see it hanging between them and 
it's not and it looks like it's been faced slightly so that we get a good shot of it like it's not just it's not just like hey we just want this to hang in the, the shot the primary thing for me in scene uh, uh, aside from the the actors who are just like chewing the heck out of the scenery is the the leaf clasp yeah. on the the cloak so but i yeah i guess i guess that kind of ties it with the, the little hand gesture yeah, with, you know, he kisses his hand and then he grabs Boromir's mm-hmm. face. It's a it's a very powerful little moment. Yeah. And watching it as a chunk all by itself makes it feel like it takes forever. But no time at all. But no time at all. It's in like it this all happens Boromir's death like for us feels like it's take forever because we're doing it daily a minute <laughs> at a time. Is but that really, what we've been doing? Jesus. but like really, it's the battle moment. He's on his knees. Then we step away from him for a minute and a half or so, and then the dying only takes a little over two minutes. I would say it takes like from when Aragorn actually good... gets to him to his last line. Okay. Like, I would I would argue that the dying starts when that first arrow hits. Right. But like, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, no, I, we go from the battle, and then there's a break. Blood. <laughs> like, yeah. like actual dying. <laughs> yeah, like Not this like is pre dying. Yeah, pre dying. <laughs> pre gaming. Post dying. Post dying. You're just dead at that point. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is post death Boromir. <laughs> Well, technically, as soon as the kiss happens or whatever, now we're post-Death Boromir. <laughs> I right. think it's an important it's, distinction. Yeah. The, um... <laughs> so the, the digital grading of Boromir's face is very subtle. You could miss it if you weren't really paying attention for it. But after he says, my king, he does get slightly paler. paler. Yeah. You could, you could miss it. Like, I, I can definitely see people missing it and it being more of a subconscious thing for someone picking up on. But once you're aware of it, you do see it every time you watch well, this scene. And he does continue to get paler throughout this, this whole yeah. exchange. But there's like, there's a more solid, yeah. like, pale that happens. Yeah. Like, time of death. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's that. And... Uh, Ever since I've realized that that's what's going on, I see it every single time I watch this, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I'm just like, and that's his last breath. Ugh. It hurts. Yep. It does hurt, because I love Boromir. Yeah. He's, he's I, so much fun to talk, there's so much to unpack. Doing this, doing this podcast, I have, like, magnified my appreciation for Boromir at least tenfold, so this... The only thing stopping me from, like, openly weeping is having to, like, stop it in the middle of the scene. Yeah. (laughs) And talk about it. And I wanted to, while we're wrapping this minute up, and we can can talk about it a little more tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but part of what makes all of this, from that first arrow shot to Boromir's last moments to some of the stuff with Sam and Frodo tomorrow and then into next week, Mm -hmm. so powerful is the lack of music. Hmm. Um. Is 
So you have no choice but to focus on the horrificness There's of what very you're decided pauses in the music from that first arrow all the way through. Howard Shore talks about it a little bit in the commentary. Yeah. Well, it ebbs and flows. Right. But there are there are points where it completely dies out. Yeah. And there's just the environmental noise. And then it swells back in. Mm -hmm. And then it goes completely out. And then it comes back well, in. Well, it, it's... I think it, it's... It's with Boromir's... Boromir's breathing. Bre yeah. yeah. it mirrors his breathing. And That's also... Very clever and hor horribly depressing. And very subtle. Yes. Like, you really have to listen for it because we're so used to hearing scores in movies mm -hmm. that even or when... Or not hearing them. Or not hearing them. <laughs> That when they are reversed or inverted in small moments, mm -hmm. we tend to just gloss over it. We we either think that the music is still going or we don't hear the music until it gets it's loud. It's amazing, though, because it still affects you whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the whole experience. Yeah. Like, there's practically no score when Boromir's on his knees and we hear the orcs marching. Pretty much all we hear is the environmental noise for those few moments with the steps. And like, and the breathing. And here there is a very decidedly quiet moment right before Boromir kisses, uh, Aragorn. Aragorn kisses Boromir's forehead. And tomorrow, uh, there's no score with Sam running through the woods. Mm. Which just continues to play with these moments and kind of subconsciously drives us to be like, this, what are, what are you should, what you should be paying attention for? Like, what, is important in these moments because when there's no score in a movie where there's been like score constantly those lines feel heavier yeah. whether or not you're aware the music has stopped yeah those environmental noises feel heavier and it's a very subtle thing mm -hmm. and it really really works in these in, in these moments in particular and it's something i want to go back and like really listen to the movie for in other places yeah well i feel like the easy the easy way to score this scene is to make it just like you know like up the the, the sad strings and like the whole tear jerker yeah, like, thing like cuz in other movies moments like this like there's almost there's a crescendo but it's mm -hmm. kind of it's quieted down yeah. in the background but in this there is an ebb and a flow yeah with like a heartbeat or breaths and then it kind it reaches a bit of a peak as he says, you know, be a peace, son of Gondor, and then the, the kiss. And there is what Howard Shore calls a somewhat processional version of the Fellowship theme that plays. Oh, man. And it's, it's very sad because it's, it's musical accompaniment to, accompaniment to the life leaving this man mm -hmm. that we have gone on a real emotional journey with throughout this movie mm -hmm. and seeing him go is very sad and while we have had guests that have disagreed with the assessment i feel that this is made much more powerful in the extended edition just from what we see of boromir as opposed to the theatrical but that's just my opinion yeah well i, I mean you know that i agree with you yeah but uh, it is it is done uh, Boromir is almost BRB no, gonna go cry that one out <laughs> right <laughs> have a good cry and come back tomorrow to finish the week <laughs> so uh, in the meantime if you want to wallow in your feels with us we do have a 
Facebook listener group, the Fellowship of the Mike, um, R.I.P. Boromir. We 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 barely knew you, yet we knew you well. And we're for uh, multiple minutes recording this death of a soldier minute not too long after Memorial Day. Oh my God, you're the worst! Like laying it on. <laughs> Um, and if you use, uh, iTunes or, you know, as it has been recently rebranded, Apple Podcasts, uh, throw us a five-star review. Uh, if we made you cry at work, I'm sorry, uh, but that's kind of our job, so. <laughs> Hopefully we made you laugh a bit too this yeah. week. Um, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us. We're almost done with the movie. I feel like once, like, the the point like Boromir dying is like the end of the movie for me it's all it's all down the waterfall from here yeah so it's it's really emotional on like 500 million levels um but we really appreciate you guys thank you jesse for uh being sad with us again today (laughs) joining us in our pits of despair yeah (laughs) nothing like a good group cry really And special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a good Thursday, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye.